0: Sydney Hampton threw the first Molotov cocktail at Gilda <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. I'm Sydney Hampton. I'm Gilda Wabbit. And welcome to Love Bites. Ew. The season finale. The season
1: finale. Season one has happened. I'm so grateful. Me
0: too. Ten whole episodes of you and I sitting around. Um, most uh, most episodes completely fucking off our asses on coffee. Yeah. Um, and by
1: completely off our fucking asses on coffee, she means Sydney's off her ass on coffee. And I've had a sensible one cup.
0: And I've had a sensible four. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Sydney watched it day, and she was like... I think I have a problem with coffee. And I said, yes, you do. And she said, I don't want to address it. And I said, okay, heard. <laughs> and then I started to address it. And I was like, no, pull yourself back. Pull yourself back. It's okay. I <clears throat>
0: I think that my relationship with coffee changed when I started living with a 23-year-old. Hmm. Because before that, I didn't really drink coffee. Interesting. I get told a lot that I'm, like, very monotone and, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a chill. I think I'm a chill person. Am I yeah, a chill you, person? You have,
1: you have, like, a very um, low-intensity energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think with coffee, I feel more. Um, I'm microdosing Gemini behavior because whenever I have coffee, I'm more exuberant, and I'm like, I yeah. drink coffee all day. So now whenever I go to the bars, I actually want to go be social afterwards yeah. because I'm not exhausted and I'm not socially tired. I feel like I. This for me,
1: right here. Yeah. This is me doing coke. Yeah, heard. Sorry, I just got a text from Planned Parenthood that my summary is available. I get to see where my levels are at. Hell yeah. What's your,
0: um, can I ask what your milligram is right now?
1: To be really frank, I'm not exactly sure. I think I'm taking 400 milligrams of estrogen a day. 200 in the morning and 200 at night. I think.
0: That's insane.
1: I don't know if that's insane. I could also be reporting poorly, but I'm taking two little blue pills in the morning and two little blue pills at night and also one, like, 150 milligram progesterone at night. Huh. Every day.
0: Wow. So you're, like, you're getting, you're, you're getting pumped. Mama,
1: I'm going full doll. Yeah. Like, like, do I want to keep my eight-inch clit? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to get rid of it. But do I want to, like, be, like, passable, gorgeous, tall woman in public and on stage? Yes.
0: I love that you're calling it your clit. I'm used to hearing Princess Wand.
1: Princess Wand? Now, see, I said clit because I think it's funny. I really refer to it as a dick or a cock all the time. Like, I've talked about before. I don't know if I've actually said it on the podcast. I've talked about before that, like, I identify as a woman for all intents and purposes. I want to be, like, seen as a woman in public. But, like, when it comes to, like, my sex life, it's a dick. Yeah. And you're going to call me daddy while I'm inside of you. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting non-binary experience, even though Mm -hmm. I identify as a binary trans woman, because my identity, which is public facing, is not the whole of my private being. Right. Yep.
0: That's such a... You have a good grasp on that.
1: Thank you. It really helps fend off the dysphoria when someone calls me sir in public because I'm like you don't have to know me. Yeah. You don't know who I am. It's oh, fine. Yeah. I don't need you to understand that I'm a woman to be a woman. Something so there's
0: a conversation <laughs> that's been happening and you've seen it about um can someone who's trans who's trans not experience dysphoria?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think my I think I have experienced this for in the past, and I think I do still sometimes. But it's so low grade yeah, that too. I mostly just thought of it as depression. Yeah, and when the only time what, what what convinced me I was trans was not experiencing gender dysphoria, it was experiencing gender euphoria the 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 immense joy that I experienced and the satisfaction I experienced being a woman, presenting as a woman, like 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 performing as a woman on stage was so much more exciting and so much more fulfilling for me than what I experienced offstage. And it wasn't dysphoria that convinced me. I don't even think I would be diagnosed with dysphoria by like a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Although I truly think dysphoria is a term, if you want to really get into it, I think dysphoria is a term that was made up to pathologize transness. And it is it is a gateway to access to care. But it also is a gateway to keep us in under control. Yeah. When I think in fact dysphoria is just body dysmorphia which cis people also experience, we have a specific lens on it because of our gender issue, but like everyone experiences dysmorphia of some kind Absolutely. and the the way that dysphoria is used to control our access to care is horrifying. Absolutely. And I hate that like we had to be pathologized to get gender affirming care. And so like I have really interesting feelings on dysphoria anyway. Um, but I'm grateful that when I went into Planned Parenthood, um, which shout out to Planned Parenthood in Kentucky, shout out to Joey. They give me my care all the time. I think you're so fucking great. I hope you know how fucking great you are. Um, when I went into Planned Parenthood, they didn't ask for a letter from my psychologist. They didn't ask for me to like go through a history of my gender. They were like, what do you want? And I was like, I'm here to get on the moans. And they were like, what kind of changes do you want? And I told them, they're like, this is where we're going to prescribe you. Let's go. Oh yeah. And they gave it to me the next day. It was pussy.
0: That's where I, that's where my roommate's going right now. We're mm-hmm. about to get them sw- switched over somewhere else, but they see like as far as the care goes, they seem very satisfied with yeah. like the very care happy from employment. from Planned Parenthood. Um, yep. So yeah, I think that with like dysphoria, it's for me dysphoria doesn't happen every day. Yeah. And most mm-hmm. of the time, I think my dysphoria is less about uh, being one thing or the other. Yes. like about no, I'm not this enough or I'm not that enough it's I'm too much of this or I'm too much of that yeah. and I want to reel it back into where I'm some I want to be that sinister third thing cuz if I if I feel too boy sinister is so fun I love saying it like that someone on twitter said it and I was thing. like sinister third thing is much more at my alley so
1: sorry for the ice moving in the background I'm just drinking my coffee
0: yeah. I told myself I wouldn't drink anymore until the end of the episode and I did not, I did not make good on that promise. It's okay. I
1: myself. think, that, I think you've calmed down a little bit.
0: I have. I zoomed. I did zoomed. some, I did, I did some zoomies. At, at between episodes, I had to do, I had to literally go out into the hallway and run a lap because I could feel my heart and my ear, my earlobes.
1: Yeah. Which is scary. Um, well, I'm excited to get into the questions for our final episode. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: And Gil. Yes. Thank you so much for doing Lump Bites with me.
1: Seriously. It's been so fun. It's been great. I'm so grateful to be participating. Hello everyone, it's Gilda Wabbit, your local neighborhood prep boy bunny, telling you about the Music City Prep Clinic, now open in the same building as Play Dance Bar. If you're looking for regular STI testing, HIV treatment and prevention, you can go to 1101 East Washington Street to the newly renovated and opened Music City Prep Clinic right here in Louisville. Services are mostly free depending on your insurance, and you can access them regularly. Ours are now on their website. Welcome back. We have our first question today. Our listener asks or says, no, they ask. It's fine. I don't feel comfortable as a woman anymore. I feel like I can't be in relationships with people if they view me as a female. Any advice?
0: Hmm.
1: I have advice. Yes, you do. (laughs) Transition. It's, like, my advice for everybody right now. I'm, like, on, like, a big... Like, when when conservatives are like, oh, no, they're recruiting our children. No, I don't want to recruit children. I just want to recruit sad 30-year-olds who don't know themselves very well. Mm-hmm. Um, leave the children alone. Yeah. But if you don't feel comfortable as a woman anymore and you feel like you cannot be in a relationship with people if they view you as a female, I think you should be doing some exploring about the smorgasbord of options that gender-expansive experience offers you. Mm -hmm. Whether that means you're non-binary, whether that means you're transmasculine, whether that means you are a cryptid in the woods, whether that means you are on moans or off moans or getting surgeries or not getting surgeries, you should look at all of the options available to you Because if you don't feel comfortable being seen as a woman, if you don't feel comfortable being dated as if someone were to date you and consider you a woman, then, like, that speaks volumes about something going on internally with you. Yeah. So transition. I mean, life is always a transition. Yeah. Every day you're getting older. That is a type of transition every day you move through periods of having money and not having money that is a type of transition every day you are healthy or sick or healthy or sick that is a type of transition you're on i say this all the time and i really mean it and i've probably said it on the podcast before but i'll say it again we are on a conveyor belt no matter what we do if we choose inaction we're still on a conveyor belt of transition from one moment of life to another so if you feel uncomfortable being a woman turn that conveyor belt into a conveyor belt where you're not seen as a woman Because then at least you'll experience the things outside of your control that come to you when you're not a woman. And that could be much more joyful than the things that are outside of your control when you're being seen as a woman. Yeah. That's what I fucking did. I was so tired of being treated like a boy. I was so tired of being seen as a boy. And I was like, fuck it. I am a woman now. And I got on the moans and I run around the world with my tits out and I have a great fucking time. And life is still hard and life is still challenging. But I have some agency over it. And goddammit, that is delicious.
0: And your tits are tittying today. Mama,
1: I have, I don't know why people make white tank tops. My nipples are so brown and they are so, they're not even brown. They're like red. They're like pinky red. Yeah. But like, you're going to see them in all my tops. But I am, I have always admired the trashiest, sluttiest, skankiest women. And I get to be a skank now. Yeah. And it's so exciting. And affirming. Yeah, so what kind of masculine figures do you admire? Yeah. Do you want to be a douchey gross bro? Like, don't be a dick, but, like, also that's how I can find energy. Do you want to be Guy Fieri? Great, go be Guy Fieri. Do you want to be, like, a weird, androgynous, slightly masculine librarian creature? Go do that. There's a smorgasbord of gender for you to try. Don't be a woman anymore.
0: Yeah. Are your your trans mask um, inspirations Spike from Buffy, Giles from Buffy, or Angel from Buffy? Do you want to be hot and hot and kind of a dick? Do you want to be broody and kind of sad emo boy, or do you want to be like the the like responsible father type?
1: Yeah, if your inspo is Angel from Buffy, I would love to be a brief romantic spark in the spinoff series. Thank you so much.
0: Really? Do you have? Are you, were you a, were you team Angel?
1: I never watched Buffy, but I watched the Angel series.
0: What the fuck?
1: Yeah. It came on after Charmed on TNT, and so I watched them both, and I loved Angel. <laughs> you watched
0: Angel but not Buffy?
1: Yes. Buffy happened when I was too
0: young to care. Gilda, we are the same age, Gilda. Gilda, we're the same age.
1: Okay. Well, you I You were like
0: 2 weeks younger than me.
1: I didn't watch Buffy. I watched Angel and Charmed. Fix it. I do like vampires. Fix it. I think part of why I didn't like Buffy is that the vampires were bad. Huh. Just killing them. And all the vampire media that I like is about the vampires. Not no, about the vampire okay. slayers.
0: Well, for what it's worth, there are... There are... <clears throat> there are good vampires in the show.
1: Right. So, maybe you'll... It's why I like Charmed because they were witches. <laughs> I'm doing a post. i <laughs> laughing at it. <laughs> it's like, they were witches. You just... Do you have any advice for our listener? But while we're getting hold on. I got. I'm sorry. I got.
0: The f- I've never known anybody who watched Angel and not Buffy. So give me one second to collect myself because I forgot the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I'm caffeinated as fuck now, and my brain. I literally feel my heart beating in my yeah. ears.
1: I watched Sydney go from like barely a human to fully manic in like 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, iced coffee no. is literally the only thing that bitch me. She is a
1: sports car, zero to sixty yeah. so fast.
0: Oh okay. I feel like I just drank like two five-hour energies back to back. Okay. Um don't feel comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Um so Gilda, to summarize your your answer transition. transition um my <laughs> answer <laughs> That's is what an I ex-
1: tell everybody anymore?
0: My answer is an extension of that in a way, um, and also a rebuttal. So
1: and a You'd, rebuttal? Ooh! It, not really.
0: A re, I don't know if rebuttal's the right word. Um, I'll take so, a rebuttal. I
1: like a little healthy debate.
0: Uh, you don't feel comfortable as a... So I'm going to assume here that based on your first question. So this was a broken up question that we answered the first part in the last episode. Um, so you don't feel comfortable as a woman anymore. Um, so I'm assuming that you're a cis woman and possibly straight. But I don't think that's... I don't think the straight part's... Important here. Um, so you're a cis woman who doesn't feel comfortable being a woman anymore.
1: Wait, if you're a cis straight woman, do you want to be a gay boy? Do you want to be a little f slur? Trying to figure out. You want to be a little f slur? That's so, so hot. I love faggots.
0: If you're <sighs> same. So if you are a, uh, a, a and right now a straight woman um, and you don't want to be a woman anymore, do you want to be a man or do you want to be a more sinister third thing like yours truly? Um, if you specifically are in a relationship and you don't want to change the way you are, um,
1: that you can still identify, identify as not a woman and not change anything about you. Yeah.
0: I am a, uh, so I look for all intents and purposes, like a boy. I don't think I look like a man, but I'll definitely look like a boy. Um, I, I wear like a type of man, a type of man.
1: There is, there are, there are cis men who lo- look like you. You are passable in some cis circles. How, really, as a man,
0: if I don't talk, more than, more than likely.
1: But you're like, I mean, you're a faggot, but like yeah, yeah. Okay, That's that like, that, that, that seems affirming to her right now. I wanna I wanna say that that seems affirming. Yeah, to her Yeah, I right had now. coffee and now I'm like
0: feeling um I'm I'm very sweaty and I think I'm probably having a manic episode. So I'm like very happy to know that people perceive me in any way at all. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> She's how just how happy to be me. seen. I'm just happy to be happy seen. Be seen. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> my so for me, um, I'm not. I don't feel neither male nor female or whatever da 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 gender. Um, Every day I try to pull I pull her want to back know. into
1: the binary, but she resists. I do she resist.
0: resist. I do resist because I want to be. I, I like want to be the the glam babe in the blue gown with the tall platinum blonde hair with rhinestones in it. But I also want to look like the hot topic manager that I wanted to fuck growing up, who ended up later being my manager. No,
1: that is the non-binary experience.
0: Yeah, this is not. That's non-binary as fuck. So no. I guess what I'm trying to know. And you can't tell me because this is a pre-recorded podcast, which is so unfortunate. Um, you don't want to be perceived as a woman. Should we have a Google voice number
1: and have people call in? I'm kidding. Go
0: on. Um, I need to stay focused. A live okay. episode. I'm currently on a journey where I'm going to emulate the hottest being that I've ever seen in my life, which is Spike from Buffy. Great. So I
1: love like that. So I've
0: got, I've got my rings. I've got my earrings. Okay, like,
1: what if you were Spike with tits, though?
0: I. But that's the thing is, like, I can... Uh, <laughs> He's furiously shaking his head. Um, I'm, I'm the, watching
1: her boyfriend get hornier and hornier in the corner as you talk about this.
0: I bought this, I bought this like, leather jacket. So this is this actually kind of works for the question. Um, so I bought this long jacket, uh, leather jacket. It's a duster. Um, super cute. It's got a, like, cute little pal on it. Um, and I wear it. And I got these, like, really cool, like, stompy mommy boots. Um, and I, like, walk around and I feel very, like, powerful. Um, but I'm, like, frail and tiny. But I, like, feel... Like a fucking beast, and it's kind of horny.
1: I don't think you're frail and tiny. You don't think I'm frail and tiny? No.
0: Maybe that's just my own perception of me. I love right. hearing about. So tell me more about what you think of you. Gonna... <laughs> I,
1: I, I think I think I think you have some perception, um, blind spots with yourself, which is really interesting.
0: That is really interesting because I always think I'm so self aware. Yeah,
1: but the point the point is, play with all the colors in the crayon box.
0: Yes. I'm sorry that I'm so.
1: If you, if you don't feel comfortable being a woman anymore, you don't have to be. This is why I think cis people are so upset about us when it comes to legislation is because if we show them that we don't have to be cis, then we have to, then we force them to question their own choices.
0: Yeah.
1: Because there's a whole world that they have cut themselves off from to be cis and straight and palatable in public because that palatability gave them power and gave them security. And if I refuse to do that and demand power and security, then I make them question their whole fucking lives. And it sounds like you're already doing the questioning. So all, all we're saying is keep fucking doing the questioning. Just being in the act of that questioning is one of the most powerful, liberating, self-affirming things you can do. I'm so happy you're asking this question and I just wanna like, like, like send you all of the firmness that I'm feeling in my body right now to be like, go fucking do it. No one needs to be goddamn cis if they don't wanna be. No one needs to date men that treat them like a woman if you don't wanna be treated like a woman. If you have a vagina and you think to yourself, I want to date men and I want to be a faggot, be a fucking faggot, okay? Ugh. There is nothing more delicious than being a faggot. There's nothing more delicious than being a tranny. There is nothing more nothing more delicious than looking at the box you were put in and saying, screw that fucking box. I'm going to claw my way goddamn out of it. I'm going to take my little Minecraft hammer and beat it the fuck out of that box. and I'm going to escape. Ugh. It's so hot. It's so fun. It's so cool. Just escape. Just get out. Take the pill, Neo. Let's go. The idea that conservatives have stolen the trans narrative of taking the goddamn fucking pill is ridiculous. Escape. Escape the simulation. Come to the side of us where you can realize that you can be whatever the fuck you want to be, and the world is just a goddamn canvas that you get to paint on. It is so much more exciting. God. I'm sorry I like yelled at you a little bit, no, but like it's okay. it was- it was like a lot of love, like yelling with love, firm love.
0: I, Gilda, the more passion you get, the more manic I get. Do you want to go burn down a courthouse?
1: <laughs> let's be gay and do crimes. Uh, Great. Let's go
0: burn down a homophobic establishment. I'm so sweaty now. Do you
1: have anything to say? Uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't
0: address your concerns in a more um, organized way. I am very, very manic. Um, my rebuttal wasn't so much a rebuttal as a, rather than if you don't want to transition medically um, and you like were like, I
1: hate. Yeah, when I say transition, I don't mean go be something binary. I don't mean do something medically. I just mean like let yourself not be a woman.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to like go in and kind of like explain that further because I I know that about you. Um, but you wanted to clarify for our I wanted listeners. to clarify for the yeah for, for y'all. So yeah, if you don't feel like a woman, then you're not a woman, hun. Yeah, and if you don't want to be viewed as a woman, it, it will be it will be hard for you on dating apps as uh, someone who looks like a a boy um, to not get like, hey man, what's up um and you know what take it on the chin or don't it's up to you you can get pissed off and you can be like fuck you i'm not a fucking it says on my profile they them you asshole yeah. or you can like you know have that conversation with them and be like um i'm doing fine actually i'm i use they them or it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter you can do whatever the fuck you want do whatever the fuck you want that's what Web just fucking said do whatever the fuck you want when take the fucking pill or don't when i was on grinder
1: i sweaty i just <laughs> blocked anybody who referred to me as a man i just did And it wasn't, like, I didn't have a conversation with them. I didn't even take it personally. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I love that. Or if someone came to me and they, like, seems to, like, have, like, a really weird, like, cross-dresser kink, I would be like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm not here to educate you. I'm here to get my dick sucked. I don't want to deal with that.
0: Hell yeah. That's... You you and I had different experiences on the app, too. We were looking for different things, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I... When I I was on... I, I am a... I, I I wanted quick singular nights of passion, and then I stopped wanting that, and I was like, well, I'm leaving the apps.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I haven't been on the apps for a minute. Like, even before I started, like, dating, I was just kind of like, this makes me feel bad. Yeah. These people don't make me feel good.
1: No. I think, I think my sexuality and my personality and my charisma are far more valuable than anyone on an app is looking for.
0: Yeah. So, so-
1: I'm good. Um, sidebar. Sidebar, Okay. That was the answer to the question. We're now moving into a different topic. Completely. This episode is going to be wild. Do you feel like you're, uh, also, um, cheers to the season finale. Season finale. It's a season finale. We can talk about it when we do the intro, but it is a season finale. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. You're you're getting a little snippet into that we produce produce these episodes slightly out of order. Yeah, we do. We sure do.
0: So, do you think that you're too interesting to date sometimes?
1: (laughs) Sydney Hampton. I want to say something to you, and I want to say something on this podcast, and I want you all to know um, that what I'm about to say does not mean that I treat anybody differently or that I treat anybody poorly. Um, I think the way I carry myself and the work that I've done on myself positions me in a way that most people either find me something exciting that they put on a pedestal, or they find me something threatening that they fight against, uh-huh. and so yes, I think that I am more interesting than most people can handle, and I don't like the way I get treated a lot of the time because of that, um, and I think that's okay. Yeah, it's just like a part of the deal. But I have I have been told this for a lot in my life and the longer I spend trying to be somebody who's genuinely confident, not like cocky, but like genuinely loves myself, the more time I spend trying to be genuinely confident and genuinely care for myself, the more I experience people intentionally misunderstanding me and putting me on a fucking pedestal. And the more I experience people intentionally misunderstanding me and being angry at me for existing.
0: Everything you just said. Nail in the head. Okay, yep. so you and I are on the same page. I want to. I don't want to make it clear that I'm not explicitly saying. I'm not not saying. I'm not saying though that I think that like like my my queer existence and like my like the work that I've done makes me feel like I'm cooler than everybody else. Like not everybody else. Like everybody, but like than like normal normal people. Yeah. But like also, whenever I try to date like a like I've tried to date like cis men. They don't understand the way that I talk. They don't understand the way that I move through the world. They don't understand the way that my my work um, is an extension of me. And it's not just me putting on a wig and being a clown. Right. I'm also a woman an artist moments. and a woman in those moments. And yep. the, the person that I am with a wig on is the same person as me right now, but also, like, heightened.
1: You're just, like, spotlighting different parts I'm of your spotlighting, personality. spotlighting, yes. Yeah.
0: And, like, all of it is so important and, inter- and, like, it's, like, an intricate, weird webbing of, like, who I am. Yeah. And when I'm uh, in my day-to-day, I'm not... I don't look like this super, super glam, like, gorgeous, beautiful, over-the-top being. I'm just kind of, like, hot topic manager that you want to fuck, right. um, ideally. And... I don't think that they res- like they respect the work that I do and the 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 version of myself when I'm in the work when I'm in drag, but they don't respect the version of me when I'm out of drag the same way. Yeah, and that's frustrating to me.
1: I truly think when you are interacting with people who are not queer, and I mean queer, yeah, not, capital Q, yeah queer I know plenty of like cis gay people who are capital G gay and not capital Q queer and those are different things yeah I think when you're dating anybody who is not queer socially politically internally I think that you are talking about subjects that just exist in our lives as if you're talking to a kindergartner yeah when it comes to gender and sexuality I think a lot of people whether they're cis and straight or cis and gay or even some like Binary trans people who, like, haven't done a lot of, like, mental work on what the gender binary is. I think you're dealing with a lot of people who don't have a depth of experience with the ocean of gender and the ocean of sexuality. They are, like, playing in the shallows, which is totally fine. This is not a value judgment. Yeah. This is about a difference in, in who people are. And those differences are not better or worse. They just are. But, like, we are people who are, like, much deeper in the fucking pool. Yeah. And it's really hard when you want to swim deep to hang out with people who really only want to dip their toes in. Yeah. And it's really hard because a lot of those people don't... They want to only dip their toes in, but they really want to be around you while you're swimming deep. But you can't do the same thing. If you only have your toes in, you can't actually experiencing me, experience me 15 feet out from shore. Yeah. You can't. You can look at me. Mm-hmm. You can admire me, but you can't experience me. And you're not in it with me. Does that metaphor make sense? No,
0: it does absolutely yeah. make sense. It makes a lot of fucking sense. And if you
1: want to stay at the shore, do it, baby. The shore is beautiful. Yeah. It's a great place to be. I'm not telling you not to be there, but I'm telling you that you and I are different, and it's going to make interacting challenging.
0: Yeah, especially whenever you try to interact outside of just like, hey, can I get you a drink? That number was so cute. Right. If you want to like get to know me and like spend time with me around my... Like, the people in my life are all people like me. Yeah. They are big. They are ridiculous. They are psychotic and a little bit a little bit like uh, beyond the the binary you know however that whatever binary that might fall into whether it's sexuality or gender or whatever um my my like lifestyle is very challenging for someone who doesn't who's not who's not in the the pool like on the deep end so yeah i just thought that was i just wanted to bring that
1: up it's true, I think it's, it's actually relevant to this question anyway. So
0: yeah, honestly. So yeah,
1: and uh, oh,
0: actually, um, throwback to our answer to Audrey. Yes, uh, yes, this, yes. Yeah, so relevant to if you haven't listened to episode seven, I believe it was whenever we talked to Audrey, Audrey Ashes. Yes. Listen to that too, because that might have some insight for you. Yeah. Um,
1: and good luck out there.
0: <clears throat> yeah, good luck.
1: Have fun taking your floaties off and diving in deep, bitch.
0: Yeah, do it. Do like go go ball go balls deep.
1: Great. That was a yeah. question. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Ad break. Ad break. Alright, our second question of the day is, I have been in a relationship with my partner for a year and a half. They expressed to me before we even started dating that they had a foot kink. Um, I call it a kink and not a fetish because they're able to get off without focusing on feet. They've expressed to me that they want to involve my feet in sex, like foot jobs, finishing on my feet, sucking toes, etc. And I have told them I'm okay with that and I'm ready to do it. However, whenever we start to do the deed, it feels like they forget or get too embarrassed to act on it. The few times they've involved my feet in sex, they hesitated or stopped after a short time. Is there a way to assure them that I'm interested in their fetish or initiate it myself without overstepping boundaries or seeming too awkward? I feel like they'd enjoy it, but because I'm not experienced in their fetish, I also worry I'd let them down. Mm. So I know Gilda has a lot of thoughts because she is, um, what do you call yourself, Gilda? Kinky? No, when it comes to feet. Like, what's a foot fetish?
1: oh i just like feet you just like feet i don't have like a word for it a word for it i don't like really think it needs a label i just like tell people i like feet if i've had sex with them enough that i'm like let's do feet stuff oh yeah you know what i mean i also am into um i want to share a story about a different kink but i think that would be helpful i am really into piss play as well Um, in terms of, like, I find it really... It's not, like, a thing that, like, gets my dick hard, but, like, I find it, like, really sensual. Like, warm liquids coming from a person's body. Ooh, how nice. The sound of, like, piss hitting the water. Ooh, yes. Like, the warmth of it on your leg in the shower. Ooh, yes. Right? It's not a thing that's required for me if I'm in uh, an intimate relationship with somebody, but it is something that I like. And it's something that I share with people that I get close to, right? And so when it comes to... Uh, expressing your partner that something's okay I had a person in my life who did this for me where I, I was like I'm really in to like piss play it's really fun for me um, it's okay if it's not for you you know what I mean and what started happening is like I said that I kind of dropped the hand and then I didn't like approach it very much anymore because it's just not like important to me it's also not something that like I do all the time like I want to be like naked in a shower with the water running I'm not like a lay a tarp down kind of girl it's too much cleanup for me um, and so it's, like, not always convenient. You know what I mean? I don't have, like, a big grand shower in my house. I, I'm a drag queen. I, I don't live somewhere super nice. Um, and so, but what happened is I started getting Snapchats of this person pissing. Like, they were, like, in the bathroom. And, like, whether they I could, like, see it or not, I could, like, hear the audio. And I was, like, oh, they're making it, like, nice for me. Like, whether whether or not they're really into it. They're, like, letting me know, like, I'm comfortable sharing this with you because you like it, right? And then I was, like, one day I was, like, oh, I'm gonna, like, share a video of me pissing and, like, see if this is, like, received. And I just, all I got back was, like, a hot with, like, two Ts. And I was, like, okay, that's received, heard. And then one night I was, like, you want to take a shower together? And they were, like, yeah. And they were, like, I've got to pee. Can I do it on your leg? And I was like, yes. And so it was just like this, like, slow escalation of them, like, showing me, like, I'm comfortable with this. Like, you can ask me about this. And so, like, in the future, I was able to be like, hey, like, can I piss on you? Or, hey, can you, like, piss in my mouth? Do you know what I mean? Because they, like, I I told them, I'm interested in this. I, like, threw the fishing line in. Do you know what I mean? But I didn't expect to reel it in, so to speak. And then they were like, no, I'm biting. I'm down for this. You know what I mean? And so I think with the foot fetish thing, if your partner feels hesitant or feels uncomfortable, there are ways with that that you can, like, move forward and be like, no, I'm really interested in helping you get off to this. Like, whether or not it's a thing that you're, like, into personally, you've expressed in this question, I really want to do this for them, which is a totally legitimate reason to consent to something. Yeah. Um, and so you can you can be the one to initiate. You can be the one, like, I love feet. One of my favorite things, I don't know how you all have sex, but one of my favorite things in the world, I love feet and I love my nipples getting played with. One of my favorite things in the world is if I'm fucking somebody in a missionary position and they put their feet on my chest. It just, does it for me. You know what I mean? And so like, you could just do that. Like, Put your feet on their body. Put your feet in their face. Or if they like go to initiate and they're like sucking your toes or whatever, like let yourself relax and let yourself like really like moan in the way that like feels good. Because like I think even if you're not into feet, as long as you're not grossed out by feet, having your feet rubbed or touched or licked is erogenous and like feels pleasurable even though it doesn't feel sexual to you. So like let them know verbally, you know, or like maybe send them pictures of your feet.
0: I was about to say snapping snapping a, a picture a of a hook or like doing anything that like puts your feet in their face, like whether yes. it's literally in their face or like sending them a snap of like your feet or it could be something, it can be something like so like, like just kind of almost naive. Like, you know, you're like sitting and you're like, wait, like maybe you're bored in class and you're like tapping your foot or something. And, like, sending them, like, a board in class, what you doing. And it's, like, a picture of, like, your, your feet. Of your feet. Little ways. Just any way to get your feet in their face um, is a great way to do it. Because right. you
1: want to you want to show them and not just tell them yeah. that you're comfortable <clears throat> with this.
0: Whenever y'all are fucking, like, Gilda said, putting the, the, like, your feet on. I don't, like, we don't know how you have sex.
1: Right. Putting your
0: feet on, on their, their chest. Face, on
1: their chest, yeah. on their body. If a they sleigh. have a dick on their dick. Yeah. I once, I once had sex with a person with a vagina and they, like rode my foot yeah hot the first i didn't time... do shit i didn't do shit i just laid there with my foot out and, let and them you fuck get to my foot.
0: you get such a like a oh, like a cool view it was so sexy you can um like initiate sex by using your feet like you're mm-hmm. laying on the couch watching buffy the vampire slayer hike that leg up girl put it on their crotch do your do your do your thing. Yeah. If they're into feet, do that. That's a way to do it. Um, there's, I mean, it's a it's basi- Feet are basically hands that are on the floor. Like I know, just go for it. And and if they're into it, that maybe they're maybe they're a little bit ashamed. Just that they talk about it, but they're like
1: ask for a foot rub. Yeah. Ask for a foot rub. That's a good
0: one. And then you get to you get to like feel the relaxation. The other thing I was going to say was, um, they seem hesitant. Maybe they're afraid of your reaction. So like Gilda said, let your body relax if they're rubbing your feet or sucking on your toes. Let your body relax so that you can enjoy the, the like, individual nerves in your feet being stimulated. You know? And don't just, like, like don't let your body tense up. Just relax. Live in it. Feel the feeling. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Let it, uh, let it and like, I, the first time I had someone do anything with my feet, I was not sure what to expect, and at first, I was kind of like uh, bracing myself, like I didn't know what to expect. I was afraid I was going to kick him in the face. Like I might tickle, yeah. And it did tickle, but it didn't make me kick him in the face. And then I like, I like, kind of just like released myself into it, yeah. And then next thing you know, I was like, oh, I'm like, it's been three seconds and I'm rock hard now. Okay, interesting. And then I like started to like feel like the 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 in, like the tongue flickering between my toes into like the webbing of my foot, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, Gilda's like,
1: <laughs> no. I'm having flashbacks and memories. Yeah, um, not of me and Sydney. we we're, we're not fucked. No. Just like <laughs> Lord knows I've tried. Um, so
0: we're just like. Like sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, finally giving. It was the first time that I, I think I ever gave myself over fully to a sexual uh, kink, yeah, ever in my life. And it was not even necessarily my kink, yeah, but it became one of my kinks, yeah. And like, I'm not like a, I'm not like a super like foot. I'm not, I'm by no means Gilbert level foot praise, but I do. I'm not afraid to like enjoy someone's feet during sex, right. And I think that if you just give yourself a little bit of permission to to moan and groan, and like let your body feel it, like don't just feel it in your feet, feel it, feel it in the the way that it makes your like your your face, your face kind of tingle, and like your the the like the curling of your lips as you start to smile, um, and like you're like holding back like maybe a giggle, like feel that it's exciting. Yeah. Get into it, girl.
1: Absolutely. Also, before we move away from this question, I just want to say shout out to the man who was saved in my phone for so long as Foot Fetish Tyler. Foot Fetish Tyler, who was a dancer in New York City and asked me to massage his feet and turned me on to the idea of feet. I just want to thank you for opening up my world and for your beautiful body. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank, thank you, you so Tyler. Foot Tyler. You've given you
0: know, you've given Gilda so much, so much. Uh, right.
1: We don't talk anymore. I I don't want to fuck anymore, but I'm grateful that you and I had that experience because it's just brought so much joy to my life. And I hope you're well. I hope you're making money dancing.
0: Hell yeah. Um, I think we answered every part of that that question. Absolutely. I hope that was helpful. This was a question that we actually, I I think we actually, I think we actually might have helped this person. I think so. 10 episodes.
1: We did it. 10 episodes, Sydney Hampton. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Congrats, Thanks so much.
0: Um, We don't have a podcast-specific social media presence. So, if you want information about Love Bites, um, you can follow the podcast on your podcast streaming platform. So hit that follow button or the bell on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Follow uh, at the Sydney Hampton. And And at
1: Gilda Wabbit.
0: Yes. um, Which will be linked in the
1: show description. Yeah, but please... Please contact us. And also, um, big shout out and thank you to our producer May for helping this first season um, off the ground. We've had so much great feedback. We're so grateful you all are listening. Thank you for being here. We hope you return for season two, and we hope that we keep entertaining you. Yeah. Yep. Sydney, great work. Great work, girl. Bye, doll. Bye, honey. Bye.